Shanny, we're back. 30 West, episode nine. A little bit of a bombshell thrown on us. Some technical difficulties with our guest, Brett Galsden. <laughs> Just give Is it up. Is that correct? <laughs> I'm probably saying your wife's maiden name. It's tough. It's not a... Guazden. It's Guazden. a tough one. It's tough. You know? Yeah. Just toss me. Who cares? Anyway... Uh, so we have to overcome that. We were thinking about just shutting it down, not doing tonight's episode, but uh, we'll battle and give the audience what they want, what give they the people need. People, what they want. Yeah, man. Um, we can't disappoint. You know, C- could be a rough episode, but we don't care. We'll we'll throw it out. We're still showing up, right? Great players play, right, Matt? That's right. Yeah. I do have to talk to you about number nines. Some really good ones on this list. Yeah, there are. I'd be interested. I don't want you to take some of mine. I'm being a little bit selfish, but I'll I, let you. I'll let you go first. Oh wow! Uh, Tony Parker was at the top of my list. Really? Yeah. I like that. That. I thought now, about Breeze, but we're trying to dig deep. So I mean, he's kind of one of the obvious, but I really like Tony Parker. Are you disappointed to see him end his career in Charlotte? I kind of don't like that. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't like it either. I mean, he's been totally forgotten about. Yeah, haven't heard him. I forgot he was playing. That's what I mean. So I'm. I'm not happy about that. I. W- I would have rather just see him. I know that he still wants to play and do his thing. That. That's fine. I appreciate that. But I like to see a guy go out with a team. Team he started with. Yeah, especially. He, I mean, he spent his whole career there, so did a lot of great things. Yeah. You got anybody else? Like I said, I had Breeze, but so, yeah. did, so does everybody. Yeah, that's definitely number nine in the in the football world. Yeah. I'm going to throw a few out there that, that you probably weren't thinking of. Rondo, I thought you might get him in there. Yeah, thought about him. I know, because I talked about the especially considering I talked about that 08 Celtics team before. Yeah, that's why I was thinking that. Big hands, Rondo. Yeah. Massive hands. Yeah. Personal favorite of mine, Maz, number nine. 1960 walk-off home run against the Yanks. Makes you think about Roger Maris as well, number nine. We've talked about him before. Tony Romo. Not Nothing to hang his hat on in terms of titles or championships, but certainly recognizable as number nine. Already a Hall of Fame broadcaster. Yeah, that that's up Maybe. for if he continues the way that he does, say for another say call it a twenty year career, I think he has a better shot of getting in that way than on the field. Agreed. Yeah. yeah he's I he's do. not gonna get into the Hall of Fame as a player. No way. It it just I think we were talking about this last week with the Witten take, but it just goes to show that the football knowledge just doesn't automatically translate into the booth like that. I mean, obviously Jason Witten knows X's and O's in football, but that wasn't as nearly as successful as Romo with CBS. Now he's got Nance with him, but still Romo's obviously it's almost like he's made for this. I agree. So here's some number nines that I I didn't think you would, would put on your list. So I'm confident in saying them. Mia Hamm, big number nine, Lisa Leslie, Sparks, that's what I'm talking about. A little love for the ladies there. Here are two big hockey ones that have to make the list. I know we never talk about hockey, but Gordie Howe, yeah, Red Wings, number nine. 
and Bobby Hall. Yep. Chicago Blackhawks, which Matt leads us right into our trivia. We were, we were planning on having Brett on. He was living in Chicago. Nice diversity on the list, by the way. I'm trying to be well-rounded. I, I fell yeah. into, I was falling into the baseball world a little bit too much. So I wanted to bust out of that and just way to step out of your comfort zone. I appreciate it. I like that. Hey, thanks buddy. Um, I'm growing as the podcast goes, I go, you know? Yep. I hear you. The trivia question, by the way, Chicago related, not, not entirely, but it, it started there. Chicago is obviously one of the country's biggest cities. I'll give you a hint. It's actually ranked third on the list. What I would like you to do is name the top five total. Chicago's at three, so really you only need to name four. Top five in terms of population. Give you a few seconds to think about it, as always. Shorter episode when we come back. We hope you enjoy it. Four and five, maybe not. So two of the others are definitely Los Angeles and New York City. In what order, though? LA one, New York two. Are you serious, man? I'm glad you're you're on the podcast because I'm teaching you. New York is one. Okay. LA's two. Chicago's three. What's four and five? Somewhere in Texas. I'll go Houston. Good guess. Yep, that's right. I need one more. West Coast. San Francisco. No. San Francisco might not even be top 10. San Diego. No, you, you need to come back east, buddy. Not not on the east coast, but more centralized. You already guessed a city in this state. Austin, Texas, Midwest. Oh, shit. Wait, no, I'm wrong. I'm reading the wrong. Dude, fuck. I'm all over the place. Why don't you just go ahead and give me that fifth one? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Um... You were close heading west. You're, it's Phoenix, which I think has recently passed um, Philadelphia. Recently passed Philadelphia for number. So New number. York City, L.A., Chicago, Houston. Houston, then Phoenix. Phoenix. Okay. Philadelphia and Phoenix are, are rather close. Um, I was getting mixed up there because San Antonio is, is hanging around as well. That's why I said the other, the other state. Or you already guessed uh, Houston. I, I was feel pretty dumb on the New York thing, so thanks yeah, for yeah, that in about five million in difference. New York and LA, they double them up, pretty yeah, much huge drop off. Yeah, yep. 
LA or excuse me, New York right around eight million five hundred. I guess I was thinking of where I'd rather be between those two. That's a lie too, because I'd rather be in New York. Really? That's interesting. I like New York. Well, Matt, that's uh leads me right into what now that Brett is not here and we don't have a guest, I was gonna ask you twenty questions, maybe let the audience get get to know you a little bit better. So you'd rather be in New York than LA? That's interesting. Yeah. I'm just going to go through the 20 right now. Number one, who is your favorite sports team? Steelers. No doubt. Yep. Okay, that's your favorite pro team. Who's your favorite college team? LSU. Just football? Or do you, you like them for basketball as well? I like them for hoops. They're, they've been relevant recently. So. SEC regular season champs. Yeah. And a coach under FBI investigation. Wouldn't have it any. It. Wouldn't have it any other way. I mean, they kind of go hand in hand, right? Yeah. So, what's uh, your favorite movie? That's a tough one for me. I, I, I do it by genre, but I, if I had to pick an overall, I would say Wedding Crashers. Crashers. I, I should have done that. I should have broken it up. Should have put them into some categories. What's your favorite Disney movie? Wow. Probably Aladdin. What do you think the remake's coming out? Are you excited? Yeah, that one looks pretty good. What is your favorite book? Man, so many are coming to mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably Scar Tissue by Anthony Kiedis. Yeah, I actually remember lead, that. Lead man for the Chili Peppers. I've read that one a few times. Yeah, that I haven't answer, read many books more than once. That's one of them. That answer doesn't surprise me. I've, I've seen you reading that before. Uh, is that your favorite band as well? Is that even worth me asking? Yeah, that's my favorite band. Yep. Who's your favorite artist? Not not in the art world. Uh, mu- like just solo artists for music. JT. That's a great answer. Great answer. Favorite number? 24. Favorite athlete? Active. We'll do, uh, let's double up on questions here. We'll do one active and one retired. Active LeBron. Shocker. Retired. Jeter. Wow. I was not expecting that. Love him. Didn't know that about you. That's awesome. Wow. You ever, you ever been to New York? You said you want to live there and go, but have you ever been? Oh, yeah. I've never been to a Yankees game, though. Been to New York a few times. Yankee Stadium, massive. Massive. Like you go to PNC Park. I think it's 36, maybe 37. It's one of the smaller ball ballparks in terms of attendance. Yankee st- stadium almost doubles that it's, uh, about 67, 68. Yeah. It looks that much bigger even on TV. Yeah. And you feel in- encapsulated almost the stadium yeah. wraps around. Whereas, you know, you go to PNC park or you go to, um, like it's a Cam- way more open Camden yards. Much more open. It feels spacious. <clears throat> I'm not. I'm not docking on it at all. 
either way, I, I, I think both serve their purpose and they're great spots, but, um, you did every, it just feels like you're in a bigger atmosphere when you're, you're in New York. I know that's, uh, <laughs> I'm pointing out the obvious, but it really, there's a difference, huge difference. So, uh, Jeter, favorite athlete, you've been to New York, never been to Yankee Stadium. Which sports venue would you like to visit? We'll go we'll go through them all here. Football stadium, pro stadium that you haven't been to, that you'd like to. Damn, that's just about every one. Um, I don't think pro I, football stadium, they don't have the lore of like... Not a, quite. I'd like to go. I'd say if I could, if if it didn't, if location didn't matter, Seattle. Yeah, good, good and, answer. And Kansas City would be up there, Arrowhead. Yep, but Seattle first. How about baseball stadium? Where do you want to go? Uh probably Yankee Stadium, but Fenway would be close second. Been to both. I will say. You have a better time now, mind you. I went to Yankee Stadium by myself, and night game, Jeter's last game. So, and the other time when I went to Fenway, it was with a group of people. So, more memorable by myself, if that makes sense, because you're paying attention to everything, you're remembering the details, um, you're not distracted by anyone. But a little bit more fun, obviously, when you go to when you go to uh, Fenway with a group. Yeah. I'm going to give Fenway the nod in terms of stadiums. I just, all, all the aesthetics of it are beautiful. Um, close quarters, very tight. You know, it's not, not a very comfortable place, but it, it's almost like you're at Augusta when you're there. It's so green. Even the, considering the, the moment that you witnessed at Yankee stadium and yeah. are you taking that into consideration? I, I really am. That, that night was perfect. Wouldn't change anything about it, but there's just something very special, especially a day game at at Fenway. It's a, it's a spot to be, and the Sox are always in contention. So if you go later in the year, like August or something, it, it's a good spot to be. Always filled, never never an empty. I swear to God, there's never an empty seat. It's amazing. Yeah, no, that's um, I, I got to get there at some point. Definitely. So uh, you take Yankee over. Fenway, that's an interesting pick, but I appreciate it. What about basketball stadiums? Would you would you rather go? Let's just narrow it down to the the big three. Would you rather go to the Staples Center, TD Garden in Boston, or Madison Square Garden? The Garden, and I, I've been to the Garden for the Big East tournament, but never for an NBA game. A, a relevant Knicks team at the Garden that would be high on my list. I've been to the. I've been. Both scenarios, I went to Big East Championship, Syracuse versus Louisville, and I went for a Knicks game as well. I guess I think against the Bulls. I believe it was against the Bulls. Kirk Kondrick was on the Bulls. I remember that. Um, obviously, way more packed for the Big East Championship. That was awesome to be at, but I agree with you. It's the Mecca. You got to go to Madison Square Garden. Um. Damn, it's tough to come up with all these questions, dude. I'm just I'm rowing the boat here, you know. Uh, work ethic, work ethic, work ethic. What's your favorite color? Blue. Any particular shade? Darker blue, like navy. not quite navy. 
I guess in between like a Royal and a Navy, if that doesn't exist, maybe I'll come up with it. Okay. Um, I have to see it and be like, yeah, that's the one kind of like picking my wife. Jesus God. You're in, you're in trouble with the lady, aren't you? No, we're all good. You're back to good. Yeah. Just Brooks is cooking. So that's the Emo theme. Emotions are running high over at the shanty household. We, we got a baby who's any second now might be, maybe during this episode that that'd be kind of cool. Liven it up a little bit. Yeah. I just, I could take this situation with me and just yeah, take it on the road live. Yeah. You would jump on 30 West, by the way, to get to the hospital. 30 West, yeah. That's amazing. Temporarily, and then we'd be back roads to the hospital. What's your favorite food? Fried chicken. Really? Yeah. That's a shocker to me, dude. That I, includes chicken wings. I'm not trying to stereotype you here, but I thought maybe you would lean towards the Italian cuisine. Yeah, that's, I mean, chicken parm, chicken wings. Welcome to Bravo. Yeah. Just a plate of uh, dipping oil in the back every time I would take shit back. Favorite job? That would be no job. <laughs> uh, probably my, uh, my, my summer gig in college, if I had to pick, working for a construction company, just... That, that was probably the best. No emails, no, yeah. no reports, nothing. Just oh no, hard. not really a computer. Just delivering equipment to forty plus crews around Pittsburgh. Oh man, favorite vacation spot? Outer Banks, no question. I'd have to agree with you. Now I haven't been, I haven't been around the world or anything like that. I'm sure there are some beautiful places out there, but for where I have been. I really appreciate the Outer Banks. It's great. Um, fun fact about you, Matt. You got anything? Like, what are some of your favorite interests that we don't know about? I'll give you an example. I like to collect miniature lighthouses. It's kind of a thing for me. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah, I got a few. I think I got, I'm up to 10 now. Where the hell are they at in your place? Hey, don't worry about it, buddy. Psycho. I don't really have anything like that, honestly. I'm I'm pretty simple. You have I like, no, de I like, no depth, Matt. No, nah, I really don't. You are who you are. Yeah, I mean, I like music. I like working out. I like gambling. I like drinking beer and red wine. What's your favorite? I love red wine. I should say that. Okay, there's a little fun fact about you. Yeah. What's your uh, favorite beer? Style. I, I like IPAs. And I like anything Voodoo Ranger makes brews. Okay, big trokes. Big Voodoo Ranger guy. Yeah. Free advertising for them. Yeah, don't worry about it. We'll get you some some new some new buyers free of charge. We'll catch you on the next one. What is uh your favorite sports moment? You think back. Could be pro, could be college. Something that sticks out to you. Um, probably it's hard to pick one. One of them is definitely Paul Amalu's pick six in the 08 AFC championship game against Baltimore. Cause I was there and it's a hard one not to 
forget because it was like negative 20 out and I had like 35 layers on and 20 hand warmers and that play was just unbelievable I, I tend to lean towards things that I saw live versus just on TV it carries yeah. obviously carries a lot more weight so I tend to lean towards those even if there are plays I saw that were more memorable like the San, like the Santonio Holmes catch or the Harrison you know, 100 yard interception return right right yeah I, I uh, I'm glad you went with the interception because you were there when you're there it holds more weight totally agree um favorite car Grand Cherokee nice so yeah got. favorite season summer what else I, got? I like early fall too but no you got it Summer's Whatever's the, your favorite, yeah, yeah. gotta be your um, favorite. Summer's my favorite. Favorite family member. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Can't do that. Uh, I got an answer. Favorite leisurely activity. Like, could be uh, darts, could be pool, something darts. Rec recreational. Darts. Okay. Well, I think that's it for me. That's all I got for you. Um, I wish some of our listeners would were here to help me out, you know? Yeah. I don't know, man. I feel like I, I really opened up there. That's like a, a profile. Oh, yeah, man. That Aladdin answer. We yeah. really got... We know, we know you now. Yeah. We know all your inner demons. What don't you know at this point? Yeah. I was shocked by your favorite food answer, though. I really maybe I'm just thinking about those sweet hot chicken wings I had at Dino's this weekend. Yeah, I really thought you were gonna say like lasagna or chicken parm, ravioli or something. I, I kind of regret that answer, to be honest with you. Really, I had those sweet hot wings in my head. That's okay. All right, we'll uh, we'll wrap up with a little read and react. Big NFL news today. A lot of NFL stuff in the last 48 hours. AB to the Raiders. I'm good with it. Time to move on. Jesus, I thought you died there. Holy Christ. Yeah, I was waiting for you to say your thoughts. But well, that's not how read and react works, you know? Yeah, you read it. I react. I got yeah. you. There you go. God, the guy's delayed. It's just too much going just on. Over there. You're the you are the worst, man. I do want to add something on the AB thing. I'm a numbers guy. Enlighten us, Matt, please. A little yeah. bit of life. I don't. I gotta come over there and check and see if you have a pulse. God uh, damn it! Holy <laughs> Christ, you're dead. I'm a numbers guy. If you didn't already know, so when I see this type of shit, like it's it's awesome. I I live for this stuff, honestly. Cap hits for wide receivers of at least $15 million. So this is what really sucks about the AB situation because the Steelers had almost no leverage. Either way, keep them, trade them. They're paying twenty, almost $22 million against the cap for him. So I believe I heard this correct today. I, this is the highest 
dollar amount of dead money cap hit in the history of the league. 21 million. Meaning just Steelers take a cap hit and the player's not even on the team. But like I said, 21 million will go against their cap even without AB on the team as of what Wednesday, I think, officially. But just looking down through this list of uh, wide receiver cap hits of at least 15 million in the last, what is this, almost eight or nine years. I'm not going to name them all, but only one had a team that made the playoffs, and that was Julio Jones in 2016. And there's some, obviously, some big names, most of which you would expect. Calvin Johnson's on there, Andre Johnson, um, Larry Fitzgerald's on there three times. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, Demarius Thomas, Vincent Jackson, Mike Wallace. So all big name guys. Jarvis Landry, Des Bryant, Mike Evans. So, and most of those teams are like sub 500. So the, the point is spending significant money on a wide receiver really hasn't proven anything um i think it's more about quarterback offensive defensive line i know we're getting wrapped up in arguably the best receiver and best running back in the league when healthy in the last couple years ab and lev bell they're both going to be gone from the team but the steelers can very easily still win 12 13 games this year They've got enough talent. They've got the quarterback still. They're truing up the offensive line. So I'm not worried. Again, I always hear Chris Carter say this. Or, I'm sorry, uh, Cowherd say this. Carter kind of defends it. But wide receivers are kind of like icing on the cake. So it makes the cake good, but you can still have cake. Yeah, we talked about this. I want to say might have been towards the end of the NFL season. But... I appreciated Coward's take on why uh, wide receivers kind of get that that prima donna label to them. And he had an interesting theory in the fact that it was simple, but he said they break the huddle first, right? So when the play is called, you know, the the cadence, whatever it may be, break the huddle, they're usually running out before the rest of the team is. And they're not in close proximity to those, you know, to the, I don't know, the hogs up front, if you will, the, the offensive line, the running back, the quarterback, like even the quarterback is physically touching the lineman, the center, you know, and there's a, there's a sense of connectivity there. And those guys are in the grind with each other. And he thinks the, the prima donna comes from, they're literally isolated by themselves out on an island. And it's kind of like a look at, look at me, whereas right. everybody else is in close quarters. Right. And, and you can't, you know, there's no real, real room to, have flash, if you will. Right. So I, I thought that was interesting. And I totally agreed with it. Um, even though this is on our read and react segment, you know, AB, we love talking about the Steelers, our favorite pro team, but this is what's leading national news, uh, or at least sports wise, is this trade. And I, everybody's saying the Steelers didn't do their due diligence and they're kind of getting the finger pointed at them. They get a third round pick and a, and a fifth round pick as well. They have 10 picks overall in, in this year's draft. But that being said, with the amount of picks that Oakland had at their disposal, 
I, I will say I think the Steelers got gypped here because now they're paying a guy $30 million, right? $30 million guaranteed. And he's the number one paid wideout in the entire league. So to me, that should warrant a number number one pick, first round pick. And the Raiders still, they have the fourth pick overall. Um, they have behind just behind the Steelers. Steelers have the 20th pick right now. They have the 24th pick in the first round. And they have the 27th pick in the first round. This all came from their their trades with, with Chicago and the, the Khalil Mack deal. They have an early um, second round pick as yeah, well. They, yeah, early second round. I think uh, it's right. It's the third pick in the second round, 35th overall. So they have a ton of stuff to leverage right now. Steelers could have got yeah I four think they, top 35 picks. I mean, that's <laughs> that's yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah, and they're, they're in the still in the discussions to maybe go out and get Lev Bell. The only other Le- thing I want to say about the the AB scenario, and it's this is kind of less about AB, but and this this could be a broader discussion, but you think about the NBA and it's a player driven league, right? And then with the NFL, the shield, it's all about the shield. It's all about the league. Well, here comes AB, who you think has zero leverage, right? He's got three years left on a contract with no guaranteed money. And he's it looks like he's just sabotaging himself and only a handful of teams are stepping up. This guy's been statistically the the number one performing receiver in the league in the last five years, and yet nobody's coming out for him. And he somehow still manages to get everything he wanted, work a new deal, get guaranteed money. And now, like you said, he's the highest paid receiver in the league. So I just wonder if, if there are other guys, and this you got to imagine that this is a short list because most of the guys aren't obviously as talented as AB. So the list is probably short, but I would imagine other guys are texting their agents saying, Hey man, not really loving this situation. Like maybe we can get some leverage here where we never thought of even to, it never even existed before. And now it's a possibility that he just got out of a contract that he didn't like and into one that he does like. Yeah, I don't know if you're if you're necessarily taking a stance on that, but I I, I kind of have a opposite approach in the fact that I think a a b is just so irrational that other guys are not going to react in this type of way. Um, I, I think you like you talk about it's a short list. You're talking about guys like Julio Jones, um, you know, Des Bryant was in there that that category a couple years ago. Fitz could have done that, right? I mean, he's getting older. I don't know if he's going to sign a, a big contract contract like that. But uh, you know, you had you had Evans on that list too, um, from from Tampa Bay. I think these guys operate with a little bit more rational. I think I honestly believe a screw is loose with AB. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. It'll be interesting because you know, I, if I'm the NFL, I'm not worried. But that's that's NBA territory there where players are dictating, but it's obviously there's a lot of other factors, but just I'm going to pay attention to that and see if there's any other rumors or things that are coming up. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see uh, what Mike, what Michael Thomas gets paid in a couple of years with the saints as well. He, that guy's putting up big numbers. Yeah, no doubt. Um, We'll stick on the, 
Bell's still out there, and obviously Foles as, as well. I'd say those are the two biggest names right now. Foles actually um, breaking right before we went on, signed with Jacksonville. Really? Yeah. Wow, I did. I wasn't I aware. Believe of it was a three-year deal. I don't have the officials, but he is signed with Jacksonville. So oh, that's what we were saying. Those are the. Yep. Those were the. Well, I was saying maybe Tampa Bay. I thought that would have been a good fit, but uh, to the Jags. Yep. Fifty million guaranteed. Yep. Eighty-eight. Eighty-eight. Yep. Eighty-eight million. Wow. Well, I, I I think he deserves it. I hope he does well down in Jacksonville. I think he's a good dude. At, that could be tough come playoff time if we want to see our Steelers get over that Jags team. I think that'll help them. I, they didn't lose anything to, defensively. We talked about that. I think they'll be right back where they were two years ago. Yeah, they could be. I mean, how, I don't think they've lost much, like you said. So, be all on foals. Yep. So, um, wow, that's shocking to me. I didn't know that. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you brought that up. Want to talk about college football for a second? Uh, reported today that Ohio State's football assistants will make a total of seven point one million dollars this year. Ten assistants on the staff. Um, just want to know what what you think of assistant coaches making all in, in the triple figure, and even even their coordinator coordinators are making uh, over a million dollars. What do you think of an assistant coach making triple figures nowadays in in the college football realm? That's insane. I think it it speaks to the revenue that's being generated for the school. Yeah, right. I would expect. uh, I know we don't have that list in front of us, but Ohio State football's got to be up there nationwide for um, college athletic revenue generators. Most definitely, and uh, this story doesn't grab. Top headlines, but it came across um, came across a a smaller article on on ESPN today that I was reading, and uh, just got me thinking. You know, I don't think Ohio State's going to be the only one that falls into this category. Uh, Michigan's going to be there, I'm sure. Some of the staff at Alabama and LSU they're making some big time money too. So, like you said, it's a direct correlation to the revenue stream from those programs. And they they have cash to spend, and they're spending it. Um, spend it if you got it. Absolutely, it's my motto. Yeah. yeah, I think you'll see it all over. Um, one thing that I saw you—I know you—you you act like you're not a baseball guy, but maybe, maybe I can get you to come around a little bit. The Nationals and Mets today announced that Max Scherzer and Jacob Degrom will be facing each other on opening day. That game's going to be at. Uh, Nats Park 105 opening day is uh, Thursday, March 28th. So like I keep saying, that's 17 days away. We're two two weeks away from Major League Baseball. But you're talking guys that, ha- uh, that have four Cy Young titles amongst them. Uh, they've won three most recent NL Cy Youngs. If you're not a, if you're not a baseball fan or if you are, this is a game you got to watch regardless. These are two once-in-a-lifetime athletes, and uh, they are the best at their position. I'm excited that they'll be leading the Major League season off for everybody to watch. Yeah, that's awesome. I'll I'll tune into that. Maybe it'll get me going. I hope so. You're not going to get a better look. Not going to get a better look. Uh, you got you to tune into that. Do you have uh, anything for me 
Do you have anything going on? That I want to ask you something, if I can. What's going on? I need to. I need to know what's going on with this this psycho mentality that that you've stepped into that is just like getting worse and worse by the week. Like you're working till eight o'clock. I don't know what you're doing. Then you're working out. Like you got to have this push up countdown for this for the bachelor trip. I'm just. Yeah. I'm worried about you, buddy. See, I, I think I'm evolving. I think for a long time, I just stayed in like a hermit crab type shell and leaned on the like just toss me mentality, you know, kind of a beta. Yeah. But I, th- I think I'm evolving. I, th- I think it's time to branch out and do some things. I'm doing so. This- I sh- so nobody should be concerned with all that you're doing right now. No. I mean, it's all good stuff, right? Yeah. I, I'm trying to engage in different interests. I said, I, you know, I've had some examples of where I could have benefited from knowing sign language and I didn't act upon them. Now I'm trying to take advantage of a resource that's available to me at work. Signed up for the sign language course. Sure enough, we talked about that. That presented itself. Paid off. I don't know how the trumpets, the trumpet or standing bass lessons are going to pay off but uh yeah dude you just you just can't chill like we see a band on friday yeah. and then you're like two days later you're like signed up for music classes because I, you want to be that guy like you I can't do. just enjoy that guy yeah that's the problem yeah I, I can't i gotta be out there you know i so, can get you a kid or something if you need some time you know a guy yeah um yeah so i got that up and and then the the push-up thing is just I got to do if originally it was 9,000 pushups by May 2nd for Colin's bachelor party. I'm so far ahead of schedule. I'm, I'm bumping it up to 10 now. So that's like 50, I think it's 52 days away. 54 maybe. I'm not sure. So that's what's got no, no reason to be concerned. Just trying to evolve a little bit. All right. That's fair enough. Yeah. Um, it's all stems from the Navy SEAL book too. You know, those cats are the real deal. For sure. For sure. Anything else? No, that's all I got. We're really ill prepared for this episode. Yeah, we had 25 minutes built in. So that's it. That's what we expected it to revolve around. But, yep. You know, it's, it'll get up there. We'll still put it out 30 west. That's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> Later.